Hey. Kyle is there, the superstar is <laughs> I don't know about superstar. I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good, man. Yo, can't wait to be back in the gym. I'm dying. I'm dying. Oh, I, I know. <laughs> This is crazy. This is so crazy. Yo, how's everything, man? Everything's good. Everything's good. Just, you know, trying to learn and grow throughout this time. And, yeah. you know, stay in shape. Stay in shape. Get outside some, you know. So how, Did you guys got, got a little bit of noise when the season is going to start? No, not yet. Not yet. A lot of stuff is still up in the air. So just trying to stay patient and just wait for the go-ahead. That's it. <laughs> Honestly. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. And you have, have, you... you have FA the best saying, I'm a big fan. So you you see? You already have fans on the live right now. Nah. Just started like 30 seconds ago. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, thanks for doing this. Thanks for doing this. This is going to be great. Thank you. Appreciate You know, girls in Quebec, man, they, you know, they're going crazy. They love it. I think they're learning so much, you know, from people outside of Canada, outside of Montreal. So mm -hmm. I think it's the best thing to do to give them real models, like real life models, you know, not yeah. just watching highlights and, you know, saying, oh, maybe could have been me. But having girls like Kara directly on live answering questions. That's so, funny. Man, So thank you, thank you. I really appreciate you know the of comments. Course. So, of I'm course. doing my best. I'm doing my best. You know, um, I I always love to say this. You know, when I contacted you, yo, I love it. You know, no uh, no arrogance, no nothing. Just hey, yo, coach, that would be dope. So you just <laughs> jump in. So yo, I appreciate. Absolutely. You could have been like, who's that guy? You know. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, absolutely. This is a great opportunity, and I'm always down to meet new people and. You know, yeah. touch a different, a different, you know, demographic, different crowd. So I've never been to Canada, so I, I'm gonna have no? to come visit. I'm gonna have to come That's visit. It. That's it. I love it. So people on the live, Coach D is bringing Kyra in Montreal. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Wait for it. She's gonna be there. You know, give a little workout with the girls. Mm -hmm. Hey, okay. I got y'all. I got y'all. Yeah, And I gotta learn talk after the live. Parlez-vous français? Something like that. Okay. <laughs> That's all I know. That's all I know. Something about that in the croissant. <laughs> croissant. Okay. Yeah. You fancy. You fancy. I see you. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. So, so what you just said can answer my first question. Because when I saw your name, I was like, Kyra Lambert. In French, we could have said, like, Kira Lambert. So, oh, it okay. sounds really, really Asian. So, I'm Asian. <laughs> so, I was like, man, is she Asian? So no. <laughs> my question is, are you Asian or not? No, I'm not. I'm not. No. My dad is Honduran, though. My dad's Honduran. Hon He's from Honduras. Okay, 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 okay. Yeah, but no, I'm not Haitian. Not Haitian. Could have been, you know, Kira. I'm going call you Kira Lambert. Kira Lambert. Hey, it sounds cool. I'm down with it. <laughs> it sounds cool. Was that was that so? Um, before jumping to questions, I really wanted people to to get to know you. I don't want to start yeah. like, what is this? What is that? So I really wanted for you to present yourself. Like, who is Kyra? Who's Kyra? What what Kyra loves? What do do you love love to do during your free time? So just talk to us about you just a little bit. Got you. Um, so off the basketball court. I'm pretty chill. I don't do much. I don't like to, you know, like run around all over the place. I'm not like super goofy, but I'm also not like very quiet. I'm an introvert, extrovert type. Um, I like to read. 
I don't know if that's nerdy or not, but I like to read, <laughs> get more information, use resources. Um, and I like to talk to people. Like I could talk to a wall and have a great conversation, like literally. Um, so, you know, I just like to kind of go with the flow and, and meet as many people as I can because relationships are really big to me. Relationships and, you know, not... <laughs> What's up, Ken's? <laughs> that's funny um but yeah like it's not about a big thing for me is it's not about what I can get from you or what you can get from me it's you know that shared conglomeration of knowledge and resources to help people get to where they want to go and and you know there there's a respect Noel on the life that guy is my boy Noel from Montreal Canada yo Noel has been asking me like 10, minimum 10 questions for you, Kyra. So Noel is a big fan. He's <laughs> a big, he, he called me and he was watching your highlights, I think, when he called me. So I was like, he was like, yo, I'm preparing myself for Kyra to ask you good <laughs> questions. So I was like, okay. Yeah, so so Noel is a real one. Oh, man. Okay, what's up, Noel? <laughs> Look at this guy. <laughs> so Kyra, I'm going to go to the questions. I'm going to ask... Um, a few questions first and then we're gonna we're gonna go to you know more exciting questions so um just to put people in context you know you've missed a, a lot of games due to injuries you know yeah and uh because you know what i love to do is make some research before i go on live and i think your story is a crazy inspiration i think your story is something people Thank gotta you. hear and people gotta know because you could have been like you know what man i'm injured one time two time you know what it's i'm done You could have said that and everybody would have been like, yo, it's all good. We understand, you know, but I think just your mindset, you, you came back, you came back stronger and you were like, nah, man, that's not the end or the end of Kara. So um, I really appreciate you for that. And I really wanted to share that story with people because there's people getting injured in, in Montreal and Quebec and they just quit or just, they, 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 they don't have any, you know, motivation anymore. So my, yeah. my question would be, um, How did injuries affected you as a player, but also as a you as a human, as a person? Oh, great question. Um, as a player, injuries totally changed my perspective on the game of basketball. It changed my perspective on life. You know, um, I got injured at a very inopportune time. It was in the NCAA tournament, first game, biggest stage, and I go down. And it was just, I mean, it was devastating uh, for me and my team because we were, that team would have gone to an elite eight. I, hands down, would have gone to an elite eight. Um, but, I mean, God had other plans in this whole process. My mm -hmm. faith is what got me through it and what continues to bring me through it. Um, so injuries changed my perspective on basketball and the aspect of, you know, how I see my teammates, how I interact with my teammates, my leadership, um, my interests off the court. I think that was one of the biggest things was, you know, who am I besides a basketball player? <laughs> I think that's one thing that, you know, athletes struggle with a lot after they're done playing or if they have, you know, like a, a career ending injury is, okay, what do I do now? You know, yeah. so I had to, to navigate that space. All of a sudden, the 24 hours in a day seemed so long because I wasn't in practice or like on the court or, you know, getting up extra shots, you know, doing all these extra things that I would have done if I was playing. So I, you know, developed other interests outside of basketball. I started reading more. 
Um, I dove more into, you know, friend groups that weren't basketball players. Um, so developing those relationships and um, overall, just, you know, finding what I what I like to do, what I was interested in and what I was passionate about, because at the end of the day, the ball's going to eventually stop bouncing. Um, and my injury just made that come sooner than I had planned. So yeah. um, on the court, off the court, it changed a lot. I discovered that I wanted to coach. Um, I had known that I love to teach the game. Um, like I do Zoom calls now, like just like teaching skills and stuff. So I knew that I love to teach the game, but, you know, being on the sideline and seeing it from a coach's perspective, my injuries allowed me to see, yo, I really want to do this. Like, I really want to do this. So um, just that impact that you can have from the coaching side of the game uh, is, is what draws me to that because my coaches, my trainers have been some of the most impactful people of my life, yeah. you know, so I want to be that for somebody else. So so, yeah, injuries, it changed a lot for me, a lot of perspective. <laughs> and it made me, you know, grow deeper in my faith, um, you know, spiritually, personally, mentally, all that. That's crazy because, you know, you said something really nice because we never think about after ball. You know, while you're yeah. playing, it's it's really tough to think after balling because you're on the court, you're always in the gym. So when people yeah. are being like, hey, yo, what are you going to do next? You never think about that because you're so mess you know and the mix of everything so uh what you just said is really crazy and i really love the part when you said uh you started to uh, take more time with people outside of basketball like friends yeah. group outside of basketball it seems like we don't have any friends and uh, except of our teammates or coaches yeah, or so, uh, yeah. it's pretty, pretty crazy yeah and i think you know some it's so easy to just stay within your your teammates and your coaching like kind of group it's like a little the basketball world is very small yeah you know what I mean like basketball brought us together you know yeah, so definitely. it's hard to get out of that bubble but it just takes intentionality and and just honestly the courage to step outside of what's comfortable and explore new things yeah most definitely when I I had to stop playing basketball, you know, because my ankle were were dead. But yo, yeah. I tried to go back to go back, and then and another team. I went to that school just to play. And after I was like, you know, man, yo, it's over. It's all good. Yeah. So I'm gonna start coaching. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I love it. I love it. I love it. So uh, next question, we we'll go um, with that uh, in that direction. You answered a bit of the other questions, but I'm a, I'm gonna tell them anyway. And okay. oh, first, I'm sorry for all my French people. I forgot to ask the question in French first. So the first question was in French: Comment les blessures t'ont affecté en tant que joueuse et en tant que personne, en tant que en tant qu'humaine? Okay. So all my people, all my French people, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> so what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna ask the question in, in French, then English, so you can uh, answer directly. We're gonna okay. do that. Okay. All right. Bet. <laughs> What's up, Jennifer? Yes, one my, one you, my yes. teammates, one yes, my teammates. Hey, what up, Jennifer? Yo, share the <laughs> life. You know, make Kyra famous. You know? <laughs> Yo, so, you're funny. Um, next one would be, uh, où as-tu trouvé la motivation pour ne pas arrêter pour continuer? So in English, where did you find the motivation to keep going and never giving up? Um, That motivation, first of all, came from faith. Like nothing, I'm a firm believer that nothing happens just by accident or just by coincidence. 
you know, so my faith and trusting that, you know, God has a plan and that this process is not in vain. Um, that's what drove me that. And then also like my support system, my teammates, they were there every single day. You know what I mean? Like there are some people or um, some of my teammates that were literally going through the same process I was going through, you know, like Haley, Michaela, uh, Jen, Jada, like I can, I can continue to shout them out. Like they were going through very similar situations and they were just so supportive, even in the midst of them going through the same thing. And then my teammates that were on the court, they were equally as important uh, as um, supportive. And then my coaches, you know, support staff, um, just everybody, um, people back home, my friends, like they were just always encouraging me. And I just couldn't wait to get back on the court with my teammates yeah. and, and just like, I don't know, like, make everybody proud, you know? Yeah. Like you said, like, this story, I don't see this story being about me. I know yeah. that's weird to say because, like, yeah, I'm the one going it, through it. But the story isn't about me. It's about who it can touch and who it can inspire. And honestly, like, who, um, like, I want people to see how God works through my story, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's yeah. just, that's how I think about it. And I think it's so crazy because, you know, I also a firm believer, and I think that nothing happens, you know, like that. Everything happens for a reason, and yeah. everything is part of God's plan. And I'm like, you know, what you what you went through wasn't for you. You feel mm-hmm. me? So it wasn't. It was mm-hmm. for you to. You, you had to go through it. You had you had to live it. But sometimes, you know, we want God to change the situation, but God is like, yeah. Yo, I'm gonna change you through the situation. You know? Mm, so absolutely, so snap. I think. <laughs> nice. so, so so what you you went through is to inspire you know the young girl yeah. who just got a, a torn acl so that exactly. young girl can look at you and be like you know what if kyra did it you know i can do it too that mm-hmm. that that boy who just break his ankle is going to be like you know what i can do it too so everything mm-hmm. we go through I, I do believe that it's never for us it's for other people it's to inspire other people so this is yeah. what you're doing right now actually so this, <laughs> so this is a proof yeah. this is a proof that Yo, it didn't happen for nothing. It happened for yeah. a reason. So we, we we not right now on the live to to inspire you know other girls watching you right now. So it's crazy. Yeah, Pretty yeah. Crazy. Um, oh, thanks for making the platform. <laughs> yeah, you're funny. I'm doing my best. I'm doing my best. Uh, so uh, I love that question. That question was was tu étais capitaine à Duke pendant trois ans et comment les les blessures ont joué un rôle dans le fait que um, tu es devenu capitaine. Donc, you were team captain at Duke for the last three seasons. Did uh, injuries play a role in you being a team captain? Yeah, it definitely did. I had to learn a new style of leadership. Like, mm-hmm. all of my, you know, playing career, I've, I've tried to lead by example. As a point guard, I'm naturally vocal. But leading mm-hmm. by example was my big thing. Like, this is how you do it. Okay, now I'm going to help you. Now that I'm not on the court with my injuries, I was like, yo, how am I supposed to still have an impact on this game? How am I still supposed to be able to relate to my teammates? So, like, think about this. You're on the sideline, you're injured. Your teammates are running, you know, plays, going up and down the court, five on five, going through their stuff. You see something or you see somebody slacking off. How do you approach that person? Like, do you say, hey, you need to pick it up? They're going to look at you like, man, you ain't even doing this. <laughs> like, you ain't on here. Like, you ain't running sprints. Like, you know what I mean? Or do you say, like, yo, I know you're better than that. Or, hey, stop taking this for granted. You know, like, you have to figure out different ways 
of of it's like um what's it called like verbal it's like verbal chess i don't know that's a i don't know that's a bad example but you know what i mean yeah like you just have to figure out different ways to communicate to people and how to reach them um so it definitely changed my leadership style it changed you know like how was a captain but it also made me a much better player as well like my iq i think went through the roof when i was when i was on the sidelines because i watched so much basketball i knew where my teammates liked the ball i knew you know if they take like a little step to the side when the ball's coming to them or like just little tendencies you know i knew um like i watched so much film on other teams especially like within the acc within the conference um, you know, it, like all that stuff just came, like I just absorbed it. I absorbed it. And I saw how people reacted to different things. What's up, Jack? I, I saw how people reacted to different things and, um, you know, how they didn't like how somebody said something. But <laughs> Jeff is, t- <laughs> ignore her. Um, but all of that to say that my perspective on the game of basketball grew. Mm-hmm. And that made me a better player after. Yeah, yeah. Because, you know, sometimes when people are injured, you know, they just, like, they're mad, they're injured. They they don't come to practice. <laughs> they just come to the games and they sit and they don't do nothing. So, yeah. you know, it's another perspective. Uh, you know, you're injured. I know you're mad right now. And it's normal, actually. But you know yeah. what? You can you can help. How can you help the team without a ball now? How can mm-hmm. you help the team differently? So, I think this is a big lesson, you know, for all the girls, for all the people watching the live right now who's going to watch it after, you know, um, to, to, to lead another way. How can you lead differently? Yeah. yeah. And um, I was about to ask you, did it help you in your understanding of the game? Yes. <laughs> so uh, I'd say, what advice uh, would you give to someone being in that position? So en français, quel uh, conseil donnerais-tu à quelqu'un qui est dans cette position? I repeat, what advice would you give to someone being in that position? Yeah, um, just be intentional. I think intentionality is one of the biggest things and staying grounded in what you believe. Um, don't let somebody put you in a corner. It's easy for a coach, because coaches, at the end of the day, it's a business. They got to win ball games, right? Yeah. <laughs> so um, it's easy for them to see an injured person and say, okay, they can't help us win ball games. Let me just like tell them to go do rehab during practice. Yeah. Or, you know, they can just show up for games. We don't really care if they come to practice, you yeah. know? But for me, I was very intentional in saying, hey, yo, how can I help this team? How can I really impact this team? Um, I think it helped that I was a point guard. So I understood, like me me and the coach were like, we, we were on the same mindset. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We were on the same track. Um, but also like, you have to push the limit sometimes. Like yeah. I was in practice, I was literally walking on the on the court. I was like, <laughs> yo, like <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I inserted myself into practices. I was yeah. super vocal. I was so vocal because at the like if you're injured, that's really all you have is your voice. It's not like you can go out there and show them how to do it. You know? Yeah. So being vocal was huge. And then also like taking the time to now that you had a lot of time, it was my job to go to my teammates and say, yo, let's go get lunch. Let's talk, you know, mm-hmm. Hey, like, let's go, um, like, let's go for a walk and like, tell me about, not even about basketball, like getting away from basketball, but learning about them more as a person 
and like their background, like what they like to do, because that helped me when I got back on the court, yeah. you know, because because they knew that I cared about them more, more than just, hey, catch my pass and make a layup. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Guys, being intentional, being intentional, you know, perfect. So I have another one. I, I know you will like that question. <laughs> This is from a girl. So don't judge me. This is from a player. on parle souvent de clés pour devenir un meilleur leader ou une capitaine quel était le jugement de tes amis ou de tes coéquipières Euh, le fait qu'on joue dans une équipe de filles, jalousie, compétition, comment as-tu <laughs> comment as-tu géré tout ça? I know you love French. I see you love French. I, so, I'm rocking with it. I'm going to have to learn it. So, in English, it was, we always talk about important keys to becoming a captain and a team. But is it that easy? Uh, secondly, the judgment of your teammates, being in a girl's team, jealousy, competition, etc. How did you manage all of this? I, I, the question is not for me. No, that's good, though. That's a real question because people go through it all the time and they don't talk about it. Um, I'll answer the first part. And becoming a captain, one, you got to have the – like, yes, some teams, like, your coach names the captain. And sometimes it's like, okay, who's the best player? Okay, who's been here the longest? Like, stuff like that. I think it's really about, like, who has the team's respect, you know? So it doesn't always have to be a title. It doesn't always have to be a title. You don't always have to have, you know, like that C on your chest, you know. Yeah. So it's, you know, handling what you – handling your business, controlling what you can control, and don't be a jerk. <laughs> you know, like nobody wants to play with a jerk, right? Yeah. So you have to show your teammates that you care about them, but also that you're willing to put in the work to get the team to where they want to go. Yeah. So that's the first part. The second part, great question, talking about um, being on a girl's team and judgment and all that stuff. Uh, I think it just goes back to what I just said about you have to show your team that you care about them. Yes, yeah. people, not everybody is going to agree with you. Not everybody is there for the same reason. Some people are just playing basketball to, you know, get college paid for and then they're done. Some people are playing because they want to go pro. Like, there are, like, a multitude of reasons why people play the game. Yeah. Um, but not everybody loves the game, and that's perfectly fine. Like, use basketball for what, for, for what you want to use it for. But on a team, you have to, like, you have to find a balance. Because this isn't just basketball. This is life, right? Yeah. So you need to be able to, one, communicate effectively. Be able to not just talk at people but make sure that they they're not just hearing the tone, but they're actually like listening and digesting what mm -hmm. you're saying because yeah. your tone can make them shut down. Yeah. So I think yeah. communication, especially with females is the biggest thing <laughs> because there's so much lost in communication yeah. that at that point you can't even go like <laughs> beyond what happened. Yeah, yeah. It's done. It's done. It's over. The beef has started. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So, I mean, you just be a good communicator and show your teammates that you care about them. And I think the rest will take care of itself. Perfect. So we're going to follow with another one. Um, and that, that question, you will love it for sure. Um, je dis toujours à mes jeunes de, ne pas laisser le basketball les utiliser, mais, de, mais à elles d'utiliser le basket pour arriver à leur fin. 
cela étant dit, je sais que tu vas avoir euh, une maîtrise en business euh, à Duke et si je ne me trompe pas, un doctorat à Texas. Donc, comment as-tu utilisé le basket pour euh, tes gains personnels? So, it's a long question in English. So, I always say to my kids, don't let basketball use you, but use basketball to get where you want to go. That being said, you're getting your master in business from Duke. Thank you. Thank so you. I graduate everybody, tomorrow. Tomorrow's everybody tomorrow. on the chat, man. Say congrats to Kyra. She's going to have her you. master <laughs> in business. Your black Thank excellence. You. I love it. <laughs> Thank you. I love it. Thank And you. So it's tomorrow? Tomorrow, yeah. I'm going to watch it. I'm gonna watch. It's going to be on live? Uh, I don't know. Uh, we'll There's see. a But link somewhere. We're going to find it. I'm awesome. Yeah. I'm <laughs> Uh, and the second part was, uh, if I'm not mistaken, you'll, you'll, uh, you'll tell me, if I'm not mistaken, you're going for the doctorate at Texas U? Yes? No, I'm no. not going for my doctorate, no. <laughs> I think, okay. So you're going for what? What are you going to do Dr. Lambert, absolutely not. I'm going for another master's. Yeah. Another master. Okay, yeah. so you're going for another master at Texas U. So how did you use basketball for your personal gain? Yeah. Um. <laughs> Shout out, Javi. What's up, San Antonio? Um, how did I use basketball as a vehicle? Yeah. Um, it, was, it wasn't until my sophomore year that I realized that the NCAA is a business. At the end of the day, and this, this question could go so many different ways, um, and I yeah. think a lot of the people watching know what I'm talking about, uh, especially as Black athletes. But the, the NCAA is going to use you till you're basically until you can't do anything else for them, right? They're making money off of you, especially in basketball and football. And uh, it's not until recently now we're just starting to see changes that the NCAA is finally allowing us to get what we deserve as far as, you know, being able to use image and likeness and sponsorships, et cetera. Yeah. Um, So when I realized that the NCAA was a business, I was like, okay, let me see what I can do. So I started doing things um, that use the resources that I was given at Duke, right? Yeah. Exactly, CP, use them the same way they use you. That's it. So, I'm okay with that. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> so like for me, I was like, all right, what can I do? And there's so much power in being a student athlete that like I wish I understood this student. So my senior year, junior year, senior year, um, we started, you know, going out more into the community, doing volunteer work, um, giving out shirts, all that stuff. And then this past year, I was like, all right, I want to do something big. So mm -hmm. we put on a free clinic for the, the kids in the Durham community. So they were able to come into Cameron. We, were, we put them through Jill's. We played games. We gave them a goodie bag to take home full of stuff. And it was completely free. And I like that, like just like my heart was so full after that because there is so much that institutions have that the community never sees. Mm. And like Duke does a good job of, you know, like re going out into the community and doing stuff. But like as student athletes, like we can use that. We yeah. can use that and go whichever direction you want to go to so like if like I had a um we had we host camps during the summer so I put on an essay contest I put on an essay contest for the local public schools you know like they had essay submissions and I would read them and then uh, the winner of the contest gets free admission into camp our camp is like 400 dollars 
So for, for those of y'all who don't know where Duke is, it's in the middle of a community um, that has a lot of um, underprivileged, like, kids. So $400 isn't super affordable, yeah. you know, to come to the camp that's right down the street. So they were able to, to go ahead and get into this camp for free and have the full experience. And I'm like, yo, like, we can do so much and give so much back, but people don't, like, I feel like student athletes don't understand all the power that they have. Um, but yeah, so just use, use every resource you can, because at the end of the day, it's not going to cost you anything, but time and effort. Yeah. That's it. It's time and effort. Um, for like, for my redshirt years, I'm like, yo, I could either stretch out my undergrad and just get by, get through it. Or I could use the NCAA the same way they're using me. So yes, I'm going to get my master's. I'm not about <laughs> to go, like, I don't, I'm blessed, absolutely blessed enough to graduate. I'm going to graduate with not one, but two masters and an undergrad with no wow. student debt. Wow. No student debt. Like, wow. if that ain't a blessing, like... Th that, th exactly. So bro. this is not letting basketball use you, but using basketball, but use basketball. You know, to grow. Exactly. Yeah. Like, think about, don't think about just the four years. Think about 40 years beyond this. So... That's my story. Don't think about your four years, but think 40 years. Oh, my God. That's a preach. <laughs> mm. Don't get me excited right now. Don't yeah. <laughs> So <laughs> we're going to go another direction, you know, yeah. um, and I'm going to ask you something. This question is from Mr. Noel. So, est-ce que le numéro que tu portes, que tu as porté ou ce que tu as porté durant ta carrière ont une définition spéciale pour toi dans ta vie? Donc, does the numbers you wore through your career add a special meaning in your life? Um, honestly, I wish it really, I really wish it did. <laughs> but it doesn't. I got the number in high school and it just stuck with me, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> I thought I looked good in the number 15. So I was like, hey, why not? Uh, like, it. literally, like, that's it. <laughs> that's it. So, so Noel, that's it. <laughs> I'm sorry, Noel. Let you down, man. Let you down. So, um, uh, so the one is, yeah. So everybody's, I'm going to say it in French. Le processus de recrutement de tout le monde est différent. Donc, la question serait, comment était le tien? So, everybody's process is different. So, the question yeah. would be, how was your recruiting process? Yeah. Um, my recruiting process was really good. Uh, I was blessed enough to have a lot, of, a lot of interest. I got my first offer in seventh or eighth grade. Seventh so grade like, is like 12 years old, 12, 13 years old. Something like that. I don't know. Yeah. But I was blessed to like be in a situation where I got a lot of exposure young and I played up. Um, so yeah. I got that exposure as well. Um, so that was that was nice. And I was just I don't know. I just I worked hard and I let like my game. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. Uh, I let my game speak for itself. Um, in that process, but I think that recruiting has changed a lot. Even like with me putting my name in the transfer portal recently, I was like, "Yo, this is crazy!" Yeah. Like it's changed so much because when I was when I was younger, like social media was not as big as it is right now. No, no. I feel no, old no. saying that, but like <laughs> it was not it was not that big. So yeah. now these kids are making like highlight tapes and making videos of like with the hats <laughs> saying like I'm committing to dramatic pause highlight reel goes by and then they pick up a hat. I'm like, bro, all I 
I had a signing day and I signed my NOI. Like there was no like big reveal about all of this yeah. stuff. You know what I mean? <laughs> my so top I'm like, five, my top three. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yo, I called the coach. I was like, hey, I want to commit. <laughs> like this all it's like a production now, um, which isn't a bad thing. I think that exposure is great. But I think t- social media is also toxic in many ways, which is a whole nother story. But um, but sorry, advice for people getting recruited right now comparison is the devil like you can't look at somebody else's recruiting process and compare it to your own because some people are late bloomers some people like it's a lot of who you know and not necessarily how good the players are um some people got it out the mud you know some people just grinded and deserve it you know so you just you can't look in like to your left and to your right with recruiting processes um you have to stay in your lane work as hard as you can and <laughs> you have to stay in your lane, work as hard as you can, and the results will speak for themselves. Yeah. Yeah. And it matches the second question. So how did you handle the pressure? Uh, I'm going to say it in French. Comment as-tu uh, géré la pression d'être uh, uh, top 10 dans la nation quand tu entrais au collège? So how did you handle the pressure of being a top 10 player in the nation entering college? Because I know you were number nine ranked ESPN 2015. So how did you handle oh, all man. that pressure? I, I know being on ESPN top 100 is something big. You know, the, especially the girls in Quebec, they really see it like it's crazy. But being top 10, yo, how did you handle all that pressure? Because when you were entering college, for sure people were like, man, that girl is going to drop uh, 2010 every game, you know? So how did you handle all that pressure? Oh, I'm going to give you a very honest and open response to this. Listen, so, like, listen. Like, listen, whoever, like, goes back to rewatch this, like, listen to this because I'm dead serious. And I think that being a resource of information is important. Rankings mean nothing. Straight up. Rankings mean nothing. I'm a, like, there's, a, like, a very short metaphor that I'm going to use. I, I see us all as seeds. I sound crazy when I say this. As seeds. So a seed, when it's planted, grows into a tree, a vine, whatever it is, right? Mm-hmm. And it bears fruit. You can tell the fruit. You can tell what kind of tree it is by the fruit it bears, right? Yeah. So, but that seed is not going to grow if it is not planted in the right soil. So, players, <laughs> I'm being, I'm being very transparent. I'm yeah. saying like players can be top 10 they can be top 100 i've seen players that weren't even on the espn rankings that are killing in college right now Mm. they are killing in college and it's because they made the right choice that's it they made the right choice i had a i had a great experience at duke university that's not what i'm saying don't try and read into this please please don't try like people who are watching don't try and read into this i had a great experience at duke but i'm saying that players are going for these big big name schools and they're like and just for the name it's not necessarily the right fit it might not be Mm -hmm. the right coaching staff right but it's because it's this big name and honestly if they had gone to say like a mid-major or even like another high major but that was just a better fit for them they would have had a much better career and they would have been happier yeah and that goes into a discussion on mental health that we probably don't have time to cover right now Yeah, yeah, but, well, we're going to do another show, absolutely. <laughs> yep. <laughs> you know, so I'm like, you have to be careful and you have to do your research 
because yeah. a lot of these big name schools they're you they are using these players as a means to an end and not necessarily developing these players and caring about them as people and what they're going to do after basketball or even you know they they say they get you and they say oh we put this many number of players in the WNBA this could be you like i i can call up any one of my friends that play ball right now and and <laughs> ask them did they get the this could be you speech yeah. every single one of them have got it we did yep. X, Y, and Z. We put so-and-so was a was a top 10 pick. Bro, but what didn't they tell you? What didn't they tell yep. you? And that's, yep. you know, like that, bro, I'm about to get on my, in the, like, I'm about, I'm about to get on the stage and start preaching. But I'm just like, I could go on and on about that. But I just think that it's super important in recruiting to make sure that the soil that you are about to ground yourself in is fertile soil. So you know, it's crazy how you, you, you presented it because, you know, some people, you know, here, especially I'm really talking, you know, from a Quebec perspective, playing at, I'm going to say, Texas, Duke, Notre Dame, UConn, all these schools, you know, the girls, it's a dream. It's a dream for girls in Quebec, you know? And, yeah. you know, I think there's so... I, I always tell the girls, yo, there's so many universities. Like, you guys don't know how many universities. There's like there over 300 are. D1 universities. Yo, it, it's crazy. And I'm like, you know what? You could go to the not, uh, 200 ranked university and it's no problem because is it a good fit for you? Is the staff, you know, fit with your, your character and stuff like that? Yeah. So, <laughs> so the sermon's going to be all night. Me and Jap are working at a 7.30. You're, no, no Jap, problem. I'm going to be there. No we'll, I'm going to be there, Jap. at 7. I promise at 7. Jay, I, I promise at 7. So, you know, so, you know, people always want to go to their, to, to these big schools, but they never really think about Am I going to be a good fit? And what you just mm -hmm. said is really is, is precious gold because, you know, go where you want it. Go where you're going to grow. Go mm -hmm. where you're going to be exposed, where you're going to play, you know, where you're going to feel home, you know. So uh, yeah. I, I, I talked with um, Olivia Miles and, you know, we had, mm -hmm. we had a talk and she were like, I said, why not your name? And she was like, you know, um, I really connected with the coaches. I really connected mm -hmm. with the coaches. I really felt like, you know, the coaches really wanted me and we could build something bigger. So, you know, everything she was saying was really about her feeling, her feeling yeah. good, her feeling right, you know? So mm -hmm. I think people should be more focalized on, focalizing on, am I going to be, you know, feel great or, or not, yeah. and, you know, and, instead of, I'm going to go play for UConn. I love UConn, by the way, you know, Jane yeah. my boy. <laughs> so um, yeah and you know, uh, just let to, me sorry yeah, go ahead that. no, no I, you can I, I, was, I was about to say because you you say a to the j on the chat he said yeah. i have to bring you to momo and momo is the college that we're coaching right now in montreal <laughs> quebec so it, it was like you'll make a transfer to momo so this guy is so, you don't listen <laughs> that's to funny that's but we never know if you want to come to momo i mean you know? yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> Yo, y'all are funny. Let me answer Courtney's question. I think there was a yeah. question about like my favorite move earlier. My favorite move, I can't give y'all the secrets. Courtney, she says, "How was the soil in Durham? Can you can you translate that for the uh for the for the French people? The soil in Durham was fine. Um, I grew a lot in at Durham in in Durham at Duke. Um, like Coach P and the staff was phenomenal." And um, I think that there's a lot of unfair criticism 
that comes with being at an institution such as Duke. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, um, I grew a lot, and that season of my life served its purpose um, in many great ways. So. Perfect. So in French, the question was, in French, the question was, how the fit était à Durham. Ooh. Comment le fit était? CP, ouais. that's funny. <laughs> Chris, yeah. you're funny. Yes, I still. Thank you. So Thank you. Next one. What was the next question? Perfect. So next question, next question, because I have to, to let you go because we're working at 7.30. Got so, work out. <laughs> so um, why Texas? Why Texas? And yeah. what are your expectations um from uh what was your expectation you know for the 2020-2021 season yeah why texas so my recruiting process like i've i've prayed countless times about you know like where i was gonna go and once coach schaefer made that move to from mississippi state to texas like my eyebrows literally went up i was like oh okay like i knew coach schaefer was a phenomenal coach Um, his staff is equally phenomenal and I like personally like I just didn't want to go to Mississippi that's a personal preference um, I'm not a huge fan of the deep south I'm okay. just gonna say that um, okay. but once they moved that once they made that move to Texas I'm from I'm from San Antonio so it's literally an hour from the school Ooh. up in Austin um, that's a little detail uh, but you know he he knows how to build a winning program and we are not going to wait to win games just because it's a new program. You know what I mean? So like being able to, to be a part of his, his program, part of his system and one, like being one of the, being the first, you know, with him at Texas. I mean, I, I think that, I mean, who, I, I don't know a better situation to be in. Um, personally. So I'm extremely blessed to be able to to work with him, work with the staff. And we're excited. You know, like this season, like I said, we're not going to wait to win. We're coming by storm and I hope everybody else is ready because we will be. That's it. Yo, that's it. Okay. Straight up like that. <laughs> Straight okay. up. Straight, Straight up. up. Okay. I'm going to be watching when you guys are going to play UConn because Texas is too far from Montreal, so you know, <laughs> so, you know when you're going to be playing like UConn and teams like that, yeah, I'm going to be there. Yeah, I'm going to be there. <laughs> um, <laughs> so next question would be on ne compte pas les, les pratiques d'équipe combien de fois fais-tu des workouts durant la semaine de, par toi-même so we're not counting team practices how often did how often did you or do you work out let's say per week on your own oh man um currently I'm grinding so um like in school Yeah, without during practice? the season. Let's say during the season. Oh, during the season. That's But totally without different. team practices. Okay. During the season without practices, before I was injured, it was every day. Um, <laughs> yeah, except for, like, I'll, I'll take an off day. An off day. Like, the off day for team practice, I'm not going into the gym at all. Because okay. rest is important. Young yeah. players, rest is important. Um, in season, like, now, with everything that's happened – maybe like twice a week I'll get in but like I'm the type of person that I'm gonna get to practice early to get my yeah. shots up and then I'm gonna practice so I don't know if you're counting that uh, yeah, yeah you, you can say it yeah it counts okay so like I'll I'm the type to get to practice early get shots up and then shoot with the teammate after practice so yeah. if you count that great but I'm not with everything that's happened and all the mileage that's been on my body I'm not yeah. coming in like 
six times a week at a separate time to do things. I'm going to get in. I'm going to get my extra shots up. I'm going to shoot with a teammate. I'm going to do practice and then go on about my day. Perfect. So, you know, it linked with the other question. Because why I asked you that question? Because, Mm -hmm. man, we hear, we, both of us, hear so many young kids. You know, I'm going to really talk about the girls. Um, mm-hmm. saying, like, I want to make it to the NCAA. I want to make it to the league, WNBA. And I was like, yo, you guys don't understand. We're going to talk WNBA. How tough it is to get at the WNBA. There's not there's not enough teams. That's number one. And, like, I think it's like 36 girls or 30 girls, you know, getting drafted yeah. per year. And yeah. if you look at the a few weeks ago, and even I, I think this week, so many players are getting released right now because there's no, there's not enough spots on team. There's not enough teams, and there's not enough people getting drafted. So yeah. I, I, I'm like, girls saying, I want to make it to the league. I want to go to the WNBA. I'm a WNC, yeah. the Pole. I'm like, yo, girls, you guys don't understand the grind. <laughs> like, like it's, it's literally crazy. like a full-time commitment. You got to yeah. check what you eat. You got to check you got to practice every day and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. the question I asked you first was to, to tell them exactly that. Like, yo, don't think like you're going to be on the gym once in a while when you want to go to the gym yeah, and then you're going to make it to, to the league. That's impossible. So yeah. question will really be, um, so many, tellement de filles au Québec rêvent de faire la NCA ou la Ligue. Combien, à quel point doit travailler, faire des sacrifices pour y arriver. So, so many girls here in Quebec are dreaming about making about playing in the NCAA or making it to the league? How much work and sacrifices uh, does it take to get there? Um, I So I'll talk about the NCAA first. NCAA, yeah. there's obviously more teams, obviously more yeah. spots. I think that there's a school for everybody. Um, but I'm not talking about just, like, D1s. Like, I'm talking about, like, D1 through D3. Yeah, yeah, D1, like, there's a school D3. for everybody. Like, if you really want to play, like, you can find a school to go to. Um, but, I'm t- like, at the highest level, it requires an incredible amount of discipline or incredible amount of work ethic and sacrifice. Um, there was a lot of times where I didn't feel like working out, right? In, in high school, I got after it. Like, people, people knew – <laughs> people knew what they could ask me and people knew what they couldn't if it was hey like there's this like party or something like they knew I was in the gym right mm-hmm. now I still made time to do things but my my focus and my priority wasn't on uh having a good time like that wasn't the goal mm-hmm. of my high school career was to just have a good time like I had bigger loftier goals Um, so it, it requires an incredible amount of discipline and sacrifice. Um, saying no is okay. Saying no is a self-care tool in itself, but that's another topic. Um, to make it to the WNBA, honestly, like, I'm still in college right now, so, like, I don't know, like, the whole draft process. Um, but I would assume that it requires the same amount of um sacrifice and work ethic but to like the 10th power um yeah <laughs> there's only 36 spots yeah <laughs> like three rounds of 12 girls yeah like <laughs> think about it you have 300 you have 300 something ncaa division one schools right mm. this isn't even counting international players let's keep that in mind this isn't even counting international players so say each team has one or two Uh, seniors on their team that are going to declare for the draft or trying to, you know, go pro, right? 
that's 300 to 600 girls competing for 36 spots. Um, yeah. And, like, my team, we graduated four seniors. So it's, it's, it's incredibly hard. I mean, the numbers speak for themselves, but um, you have to be willing to work harder and, and do things that the next person is not willing to do. And, and you know, you just have to outwork them. Outwork them, and then you have to produce. You got to produce. Like, numbers matter. Numbers yeah. matter. Numbers matter. I wasn't about to ask that question because uh, you, you just <laughs> threw it in. Tell, yeah. tell us more about that numbers matter part. Yeah. I mean, in high school, it's easy. You know, you can jack up all these shots. If you make them, people just care about the point total, maybe a couple rebounds. Um, maybe, like, if they keep – I don't even know. Like, in when I was playing high school, people didn't really keep stats like that. Like, they kept the points and, like, maybe the rebounds some games. But it wasn't consistent. Nowadays, people have, like, a whole, like, stat sheet, stat line thing. I'm like, whoa, where did this come from? Um, but that's, like, with the social media thing. Uh, but – Once you get to college, numbers, like every, it's like everything's based off of numbers, percentages, your field goal percentage, your shot selections, like all of these things are tracked and they are tracked in detail to the point where we knew the percentage of possessions that started in transition that ended up in a book, like just very detailed things. Um, it's like the efficiency of players, um, who thrived in certain situations, end of shot clock, um, end of game, all that kind of stuff. Uh, like, for example, if somebody gets a technical foul, the person who shoots with free throw is the person with the highest percentage, period. It may not be the best player. It may be the last player on the bench, but they're going to go shoot the free throw because of the percentage. So, so yeah, numbers in college, numbers matter. Perfect, perfect. So keep that in mind. Numbers matter. Yeah. Uh, Sorry, yeah, let me go, go let me add one more word. thing. But also, do not get discouraged if, like, say you go into a slump or something and your numbers, like, take a hit or something. Do not get discouraged if somebody tells you to stop shooting the ball. Like, I like, like, <laughs> like no, you're not going to stop shooting the ball, but, like, just don't let – Don't let somebody use numbers against you and hurt your confidence because yeah. confidence yeah. is extremely important. Yeah, that, that's it. Even if you, you can have bad games, you know, you can have a, mm -hmm. a off night, man. It happens. <laughs> we're, we're not 100%. Even Jordan was in the 100% field goal, you know? Exactly. So, most deaf. Um, there's six minutes left, my God. So, you know, I'm going to ask you, it's two simple questions. So, first one would be, qui est ton joueur NBA préféré et WNBA préféré? Pourquoi? Et tu peux juste en choisir un. So, who is your favorite NBA and WNBA player? Why you can only choose one? Easy. Okay. Favorite NBA player is Chris Paul. I wow. model my game. <laughs> I model my game after it. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. Uh, I model my game after, after CP3. Um, he's just so poised on and off the court. Um, he knows how to lead. He's a natural leader. And, I mean, he gets the job done. Like, he yeah. – like, I like to model my game after people I can I can see myself in. So, like, my build is not like a Russell Westbrook build. Like, I'm not mm -hmm. as explosive or dynamic as Westbrook, you know. Mm -hmm. I'm not as – like, I'm shifty, but I'm not as, like, slim and, like, shifty as Kyrie. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, now, I take things from their games, but Chris Paul – is just very methodical and like his approach to the game is the same approach that that 
is the same approach that I try and take to the game. And it matches – it also kind of matches my demeanor. Like, he's kind of, like, just, like, a cool dude on the court, you know? Yeah. Um, so, Chris Paul for, for the for the NBA. WNBA, Elena Beard. Elena Beard, one, yes, she went to Duke. She's the GOAT, absolute GOAT. Um, but also because of how – one, she's very – like, she's the definition of what a professional athlete should be. I'm going to just mm-hmm. put that out there. The way yeah. she carries herself on the court – the way she carries herself off the court in the professional atmosphere, in the professional world. Um, she does a lot of things that have nothing to do with basketball and has other interests that she thrives in. Um, and then on the court, she knows how to get a bucket. She can get a bucket. I know she's known as a defender. Selena, happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Um, happy birthday, Selena. Uh, but on the court, she can get a bucket. She's known in the WNBA as a defender, um, but she can definitely get a bucket. But her defense, like, she, she's scary to go against on defense. Yeah. Like, I've watched endless clips on her and how just – she just gets after it and leads. And, bro, like, I just, like I've, – I've had conversations with her, and she's given me nuggets and advice that I would take with me forever. Um, so big, big appreciation for her, for sure. Perfect, perfect. So there's two minutes left. So after it's all said and done, quand tout est terminé, qu'est-ce qui se passe avec Kira? So after it's all said and done, what's next for Kyra? Man, after it's all said and done, once the ball stops bouncing for me, uh, honestly, I'm very, I don't know. I really don't know. It's, it's wherever God takes me, wherever God leads me. Um, I'm confident that he's going to show me the path to take. And I know it's going to be somewhere where I'm impacting the next generation and empowering them to, to, you know, accomplish their goals and chase their dreams. So whether that's coaching, whether that's teaching in some capacity, <laughs> world domination, yes, Selena. <laughs> uh, I don't know, but I'm excited, though. I'm excited for what comes next. I don't know what it is, but it can't be bad. You know what I mean? So it'll be great. You heard it first. Maybe Kyra is going to be in the WNBA playing in Europe somewhere or coaching in the WNBA. Don't forget me. I'm going to be your assistant. No problem. <laughs> I got me, you. If you don't pay me too much, I don't care. I just want to be part of the staff. It's all good. So, <laughs> Kyra, there's one minute. Yeah. So I thank you so much uh, for joining the show. You thank know, you for really having me. It's appreciated. Um, I, I can't wait for other people to see it. I can't wait for my yeah. all of my girls to see it because I think we, we yeah. dropped a lot of knowledge, a lot of, uh, uh, sure. of diamonds in there. So thank you so much. Really yeah, thanks appreciate for you. Me. And with the one minute left, close the show. Hey, yo, thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Um, I hope somebody got something out of this. And I mean, stay blessed, stay safe, stay healthy. Don't touch nobody. Stay in quarantine, stay inside. <laughs> Love you all. God bless. Perfect. So thank you, Kyra. Guys, in a few seconds, you're going to see who was the winner of the Texas women's basketball hat. Well, you know, Aisha is asking for a part two. Maybe we'll, do maybe a part we'll two. give it to you, Aisha. Maybe we'll do we'll a part see. two. Okay, we'll do a part two. It's yeah. official. We'll do a part <laughs> two, ladies and gentlemen. It's official. So um, so after that, we're going to announce. We're going to announce. Um, the winner of the Texas women's basketball hat. So be blessed, guys. Thank you so much, Kara. Peace and love. Peace. <laughs>